Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to Send Him Off. It's been a it's been a long old summer without football for me. I don't know about you. My ever present podcast. There we are. Partner, Thank you, Alex. It's yeah. good to be back. It's good to be back. I mean, yeah. you know, we are we going to make it more enthusiastic? Because I think we were more enthusiastic for Everton, who were our first one. But for the purposes yeah. of order, this, this is, is our first. first. This, this is the really first nice release. To be back. So it's so great to be back it recording and talking we, to our wonderful fans. Yes, with snazzy new, <laughs> snazzy new yeah. intro music by the yes. wonderful Pat Brooks. You know, Thank you, Pat. Thank and you, Pat. Oh, if you go to YouTube, you will see our lovely new nice, um, nice graphics graphic. as well. But we're yeah. not here to talk about that. We're not here yet. to talk about the champions, the reigning champions, uh, Manchester City. And joining us is our resident City fan. His name is David Mooney, but we call him Die Moons. We call him Die Moons. And uh, he's it's Moons to us. Here, man. David, how are you doing, man? <laughs> Nothing new or snazzy here, I can tell you that. Old and, <laughs> old and pathetic here is what we've got. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know, mind. I don't know. It's looking pretty good over at Manchester. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the football team. I was talking about me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't put yourself down like that. I look at it. I, I look at it. I look at the city squad and go, "Thank God Scott Carson's there, because at least there's one player who's older than me." <laughs> uh, right. So last season, I feel like that's a good place to start. Um, not not too shabby. Not a not bad too season bad at all. City. Yeah, I, I. The weird thing is, like. The way it went. Hang on, before before you start, right? You started that as if you're going to criticize something. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. Wait, because like, like, <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing is, it's like if you were to say, if you were to say to a City fan, would you swap the season that you've just had with the season that Liverpool have just had, and you would go, absolutely not, no way. And yet they came closer to to achieving the objective that City had at the start of the season, which is to win everything than City did. City were comfortably out of everything but the Premier League by the start of May sort of thing. So it's a really weird kind of dynamic where actually City have got the prize that I think most City fans wanted and, and were, were quite happy with the league title. Um and yet it was still like even going into the final game of the season, there was still that really inherent fear that Liverpool would like Liverpool would go on and be the team that that was the first to achieve this thing of winning all four domestic uh, all, all four trophies that are available to them at the start of the season. And I think every City fan was looking at it going, but this Liverpool team isn't a patch on the City teams that have been that have that have gone years before. And we can't let them do it like before we do. So, like the sense of winning the title, like the, the fact that they were two 0 down against Villa as well, and then they came back to win, all of that kind of crammed into fifteen minutes of the final game of the season. Like, I don't think I've ever celebrated a win like it. You know, it's like it, it just like it, it all exploded out in that one moment, just because one they'd stop Liverpool doing what they didn't want them to do, and two. Like just the very nature of the comeback and 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 how it happened because for seventy odd minutes in that game, City were well. I mean, you you've probably seen you've probably seen how the game went, but City were atrocious for seventy minutes, and then you know six and a half minutes later, was it they've you know the the champions? So it's it was it it was a really really strange kind of end to the season because you would you would say that City have had a really successful season with how it went down. Um, Liverpool probably got a bit closer to, to achieving what they wanted to achieve, but ultimately we're probably more disappointed with the trophies that they brought home. Mm. 
Because what it was at the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. Yeah, two they... the two domestic cups. Which I mean, they're, yeah. they're not. I mean, there's, there was a time when I, as a City fan, would have been quite happy to to win a, a single one of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, because I like I I remember like there was there was a time in about 2007 when I remember getting to the FA Cup um, uh, quarter final and think and getting knocked out by Blackburn and thinking is this as good as it gets you know <laughs> is, is this are we gonna is this all what that we're ever gonna exist for stay safe in the Premier League and make an FA Cup quarter final not even get to Wembley because I think the semi-finals were at Wembley by that stage um, and yeah we're now in this situation ridiculous situation where like we're talking the about Premier not, League uh, yeah is enough. Yeah. Not not make not making not having uh, the best season by winning one trophy and it being the title. It's like it's really really <laughs> odd. <laughs> Mental. So we we we've chatted last year. What if anything? What's different this year? Um, I think it's I think it's quite an exciting season for City coming up. Um, first off, it's Guardiola's last season of his contracts, unless anything changes between now and the start of the season. Um. He finally has a centre forward, which he didn't have. Well, he had Jesus last season, but Jesus was has been playing wide right for for quite some time now. Um, and there's been a refresh to the extent that the sort of thing that that Ferguson used to do at United, where you would go, well, well, I, I don't really want to get rid of him, and I don't really want to get rid of him, but they've gone, and they they're going to bring some new faces in to replace them. So it's a little bit. It's that there's there's more upheaval this summer than there has been in a lot of summers gone by. And you know, in, in previous years, they would look at the squad, go, "We want to keep the squad pretty much as it is," and maybe make one or two changes here or there. Um, this this year, they've gone right. We are we are going to do some serious business. We are shipping out some players who, um, you know, in any other summer, you'd have gone Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus, fine for next season. Keep hold of them; they're good players. Um, but City have gone. No, we're, we're gonna we're gonna refresh things and give give the whole thing a, a real reboot. Um, and I'm like the situations that each of those transfers kind of has a situation around it that it kind of makes sense for for the players to want to leave, and it kind of makes sense for City to move them on at this time rather than another time. Um, but it's still it's not an easy. There have been a couple of transfers that have not been easy for the fans to to kind of go to, to feel completely comfortable with. You know, like even when even when Aguero left, for instance, it was pretty obvious that it was it was time for him to leave. Um, that he you know his injury record had caught up with him and and he just wasn't able to stay as fit as City needed him to. Um, with Sterling, I think there's there's a good there's a good proportion of the fans who would say who would say you know. Should be keeping hold of him. He's a he's a great player, and he'll do good things with Harland in the middle. Even with Zinchenko, you know, the sort of player that that um, City have been trying to move on for years, and like at the end of every season, he's worked his way into the team. Fans are going, you know, we'll miss that guy. He's been he's been maybe not the best left back in the in the in the league, and maybe not even the best left back in City's squad. But when he's been when when he's, they've needed him, he's been there to be counted on, and. He just isn't there now, so it'll be. It, it really is a fascinating season coming up, and I just hope to God it's not Guardiola's last. Because if it ends up being a bit of a season of transition where they try and work out a few things, it's kind of like a waste of his last year of his contract. Yeah. How, how, how do you think? How do you think Haaland will fare in the Premier hmm. League? I think he'll be fine. Um, there's, I mean, uh, there's very, very few people who've got doubts about him anyway. Uh, but I've, he's not played that much in preseason. He, he had. Um, I think it was about 40, 45 minutes against uh, Bayern Munich in, in the last preseason friendly. 
Um, and he spent most of it, you know, between the posts, getting up and down the pitch and, and being in position to score. Um, the one thing City have really, really missed that when they've, when they've, the number of times last season where they got to the byline and drove a ball across and then nobody was there. Um, if they carry on doing that this season, he'll get a hatful. So um, he he's an exciting player anyway. He himself says he's got a lot to learn, but I think he'll be great in this in this team. City create chances and he'll thrive off that. His his big goal, his uh, big chance conversion um, in his career is like excluding penalties has been far and away better than pretty much anybody else who's been playing at the same time it's 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 ridiculous he's he's like something like one in three where everybody else is is kind of like at best one in six it's it, it it's really really mad um so if he can get in those chances he'll he'll score a hatful of goals and if he's he's in this weird position where um i guarantee I, I almost guarantee this will happen this season is that he'll start the he'll start the season really well he'll score a few goals and in a press conference Guardiola will be asked uh, oh early Haaland started really well what do you make of him and he'll say something like um well he you know he's he, he's done well but he needs to do this and he needs to do this and he needs to improve and he needs to work harder and all this sort of stuff and we'll all be sat in the press conference going what on earth is this guy talking about he's he's scored 10 goals in 12 games like, like what more can you want out of him and he did it with Aguero when he first came in and it and I, I almost guarantee he'll do it with Haaland because it, it it's it's almost like he needs that time. He'll need that time to bed into what a Guardiola system will look like. Um, but he won't be the sort of player like uh, I feel a bit harsh pulling uh, Grealish's name out of the out of the ether. But let's go with Grealish because there's a, a good number of people who weren't impressed with him last season, and that was you know there's a lot of um, he needs to do more this season. Usually Guardiola signings take about a year to bed into to the system and, and what to expect. So I would expect Grealish to be better this season. He didn't score a lot of goals, Grealish, last season, but I think Haaland will score a lot of goals at the same time as still needing that time to, to, to kind of bed in. So what will happen is we'll all be, be fooled by the number of goals that he's scoring, and Guardiola will be seeing this, you know, this this number that he can score maybe three times as many the following season because he because he'll be making better runs and and, and better movements. So uh, he's he's an exciting player. He will. I, I don't have any doubts that he'll be he'll be good for City. Um, but don't be surprised if the noises coming out of City are that he needs to do better. <laughs> Is is he it's, the key guy? Well, no, he's, I was. Uh, no, yeah, oh, he's he, he's a he's a lot more uh, key than anybody else City have had for a while. Um, I think he's he's probably on the verge of as close to if he's fit, he plays as possible. I think you've got him and De Bruyne. Where if you if you're looking at two players in City squad that are almost guaranteed to start, it'd be them. But even then, you go back to Aguero, and and Aguero was was in that camp until Guardiola arrived, and then Guardiola was quite happy to drop him if it meant the better for the team and and the tactics for the game. So he'll be used. He'll be used, kind of right by Guardiola, and there'll be then then maybe the odd game where he does play uh, but I think for the vast majority of games he'll, he'll be in the squad in the side because they have they've just been crying out for a centre forward for for 18 months or so and 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 now they've got pro- probably the most exciting young centre forward in the world I was going to ask a question but you kind of already answered it because we were talking about uh Haaland and then I was going to say well w- what do you see Jack Grealish doing this year but well, kind of already uh, yeah, sort of it. he, I think he'll still play uh, kind of wide left, <clears> putting <throat> inside, uh, but it'll be a sense of 
now that there's somebody in the middle, I mean, the other thing Haaland does that uh, I, we probably probably goes under the radar a little bit is the fact that City didn't have a centre forward and they they had nobody occupying the two centre backs. It caused the centre backs a problem anyway, because when you got a false nine, the, the, the question is, do the centre backs go with them and leave that space, or do they drop deep? And a lot of the times they drop deep and let who you know Foden or whoever it was mill around the in the empty space between the lines, and. It almost City found it hard then sometimes to to kind of get to the byline and get that that scoring chance. They I think I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think they finished the, the season as Premier League top scorers. Um, but they had to really really work sometimes to to get in front in games. Um, with Haaland in the in the centre of the pitch, you suddenly got centre backs going. Well, we can't let this guy go free, and then suddenly Foden, Grealish, De Bruyne, whoever have maybe a yard, two yards more room to, to to do what they want to do. So I think that opens up an opportunity for Grealish anyway. Um, but on top of that, from from what I saw of him in pre-season, he's kind of he's kind of come back with a bit of fire in the belly anyway. Um, and it's it's almost as if the penny has dropped for where he needs to be. He was a little bit unlucky as it happens uh, to miss out against Villa on the final day because he came on against West Ham in the penultimate game and turned around a, a, a 2-0 deficit into a 2-all and it was on the verge of being ready for a start in that final game of the season, but he didn't he didn't quite make the, make the team and he was on the bench. And then Guardiola, like, it, it was... It was like his head fell off, uh, like just before kickoff, and he played Fernandinho when he shouldn't have done. So that had to be rectified at halftime. That used up a substitution, and then he needed he wanted Gundogan on to arrive into the box at a better time. So that used up a substitution, and he needed someone who could supply in the box, and that was that was the player. The player he turned to was Sterling for the wide, to play on the wide right. And suddenly you've used three subs there, and you've not got Grealish on the pitch. And actually, Grealish going into that game was probably your most informed player. So it was it was really odd to to kind of be in that situation where you understand why he's not come on the pitch, but you're going, actually, you know, you probably wanted him on the pitch at some point. And it looks like he's kind of carried that form into the into the new season. So I expect he'll I expect he'll be one of the players that gets into the byline. He'll be working with De Bruyne and, and Mares especially to make those runs in behind. And I might he might not score a, a huge ton of goals, but I think he'll back a ton of assists with uh with Haaland in the middle. Yeah, interesting. I agree with that. Um, Very interesting. I just, want to, just want to talk about Calvin Phillips. Um, I saw where, I was going to ask my next one. <laughs> yeah, where 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 you see him slotting in? Um, as a, as a dead starter, as a no, I as a bit part. Yeah, I think um, I think bit part. I think he's got work to do uh, to get into the team. I mean, first off, City City play with one anchoring player in Rodri. They might change to two anchoring players uh, for this season if they've got Haaland kind of not coming back and, and filling some of the space if they're if they're stretching the game with Haaland up top. So they might revert to what became I, this. This is a term that I don't know if it escaped uh, City, uh, the City lexicon, but it was it, we used it all the time in uh, 20, uh, 2021, the pandemic season. Uh, we called it double pivot, and it was it was basically uh, Rodri and um, Gundogan sitting in front of the of the defense, and it made City static as hell. And they they it was just it became a dreaded thing because there was just no movement in the team at all. Um, they might revert to that because there doesn't need to be as much fluidity if you've got a focal point at the top of the pitch. And that's what City were lacking in that season. So 
Phillips then could either come in for Rodri and, and play the one anchoring role. I don't think he'll do it because I think that's it, it's. I think Rodri is another one of those players that uh, Guardiola really, really trusts to do his job. Um, I mean, without being too vulgar about the job that that Rodri does, um, I've never seen a man whose arse is where it is and positioning his body and where it is be able to turn the wrong way and keep hold of the ball. It doesn't make any sense. The number of times <laughs> where um, you think, well, Rodri's, Rodri's done here. He's, he's got three players around him. And then his arse just gets in the way of somebody. And suddenly he's got three <laughs> yards of space. I don't know how he does it. Um, but he's, it, it's, it's kind of his, his party trick now. Um, I don't foresee <laughs> Phillips being able to come in and do that, that sort of thing straight away and, and kind of accept the pressure, then you know find the pass. Um but what Phillips does have that Rodri doesn't have is a little bit more mobility. So he can get up and down the pitch a lot more than, than Rodri could. So it, it would make sense to play them alongside each other as well as one or the other in the holding role. Um, and I wonder, I do wonder if Gundogan's role is going to be a little bit more uh, stripped back this season um, because there was, there was talk of him being, being one of the players that might leave in the, in this summer, but he, he seems not to be. So I think Phillips is an option. I think he'll be, I think he'll get a good number of games. I don't think he'll be an automatic starter. Um, and I, I, I don't, he's not the sort of player that I would say stick in your fantasy league team. Cause I think he's be, be one of those players where a lot of weeks he'll end up scoring zero points because he doesn't get off the bench, but there'll be, there'll be some weeks where he turns out to be quite key. Yeah. If uh, this might be a stupid question, so yeah. let's not confine it to the league. This question, let's go all competitions what are your expectations forward slash what will you be happy with (laughs) well this is um i I, this is a difficult question because i i I, and i fully accept i would say this um i i think we need to have a conversation about how we define success and how we we kind of talk about success because let's say for instance uh, on the last day of last season um Gundogan doesn't score the third goal and it finishes 2-2 at the Etihad and Liverpool win the title, then you would say it's been a bad season for City, except they they consistently performed a lot better than they did in pluck a season out the air, 1920, when uh, they won the League Cup. And they were they finished 1920, a good, what, 18, 20 points off Liverpool and in, in, in second place. And... There was no doubt about it. City had had a bad season, but they won a cup, so there was silverware in the in the in, in the cabinet. Last season, they could have ended up last season completely empty-handed, and yet the football on show was far far more entertaining than it was in any in any of the games that they produced in in the 2019-20 season. And so you say, well, what is success? What what are we aiming for for this season? And I, Guardiola has a phrase where he says we need to be there and what he means by there is in the conversation and, and, and kind of in making finals and, uh, and winning the league because equally if you if you have a season like City had last season but don't win anything five years in a row then you've not had a good five years because you, if you if you're if you're getting to the fight the Champions League final for five years running and the FA Cup and Carabao Cup final for five years running but you don't win any of them and you finish second in the league every season and that and a point behind the the title winners you're going to go, well, what's lacking to get you over the over the line? You, you can be playing as the football as entertaining as possible, but you're still not getting, you're not getting the rewards that you should be getting. So there has to be a balance between success in terms of silverware and entertainment value in terms of football. 
And that's what I want to see for City next season. I want, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I'll be disappointed if City win nothing next season, as long as the football that gets us to the winning of nothing is quite entertaining because the season after City will be there or thereabouts again. And they will, they will sooner or later, they will be more silverware coming in, into the, into the cabinet. Um, so I'm not, I won't say City have to win the league or City have to win the Champions League. I would like them to win both of those. I would like them to win everything that, 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 they're, that they're competing for. I also accept that it's probably not possible. Um, City were, Liverpool played in every single game that they could possibly play in last season and they, they won two of the four trophies. Uh, I think it was the 18-19 season. Um, City played in, oh no, so it would have been the, uh, the pandemic season behind closed doors. City played in all but one um, of, the, uh, of the games that they could have played and they got knocked out in the FA Cup semi-final to Chelsea. Um, and they, they came as close as anybody had come at that point to winning the quadruple. So the question becomes, is, is like, first off, is that actually possible? Can you, can you do it? Can, you, can any team ever win all four trophies? There was a real danger from my point of view that Liverpool could do it last season, but they fell short in the end. And so, so I, I, I'd like City to be aiming for that, but you have to accept that with the size of the squad that they've got, they've got a, they've got a brilliantly deep squad in terms of quality. They don't have a brilliantly deep squad in terms of numbers. And so you get to that week, that week in April where you probably get a key Premier League game, two Champions League games and the FA Cup semi-final. I think the Carabao Cup final is crammed in that week as well. So if, you, if, if you're playing in, in four games in that week where every single one of them is a must-win, something has to give eventually. And for City in the last kind of three or four years, it's been the FA Cup semi-final each time. And you, if, if you're kind of accepting that that is, is a possibility, then you can't go into the season going, we need to win this or we need to win this because you could, you could get knocked out of the Champions League because of a deflected shot that, you know, you, you saw when, when, I think when Chelsea won the, uh, the Champions League, the, the iconic Gary Neville uh, commentary on the Torres breakaway goal. Yeah. Chelsea did not deserve to beat Barcelona in that game. And yet they did. And that's how it, that, that's, that's how knockout football works. So what I want from City next season is I want a decent defence of the Premier League title. I'd like them to win it again because there's not many teams in the Premier League era that have done three in a row. So I'd like them to like them to win it again and just be competitive in every other in every other competition. If they get knocked out because they're a bit unlucky, that's fine. If they get knocked out because they were rubbish, then that's a different story. Hmm. Yeah. Good answer. Very good point. Very good answer. Very good yeah. point. Right. So we've had star player. We've had what you expect, what you want. Finally. What? Yeah, I want. I want a prediction. A prediction Quite, as to you know, where they're going to finish. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll nail the course to the mast. I think Haaland will. Will. I don't think City have got worse. Let's put it that way. So okay. uh, I think. I think City will. Uh, will they should win the title. Um, I think Liverpool are very good. I think Liverpool are also in a little bit of a transition. Um, and I think City are very well placed to be able to cope with those. So we'll see where Liverpool are um, coping with theirs a couple of months into the season. And if we end up with another really close title race, then I'll have no fingernails left. But I think I think City will, will, will be... A, they're, they're good enough to win the title. So let's back them to do it. There we are. Neck Fair on enough. the line. That's a proper neck on the line. Runs yeah. They're going to win the league. It's not really, is it? I mean, the squad's worth, what, nearly a billion pounds? Yeah. It's, probably, <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably a good shout that they'll finish in the top two, you know? Yeah, no, <laughs> they should They should be winning the league. Well, 
Um, pleasure as always, David. Uh, Thanks again. We, Thank you very much. Dai Moons to us. He's a regular, regular fixture <laughs> now on Send Him Off. Uh, do you want to take a couple of moments just to tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Yeah, if, you, if you're that desperate that you want more City content, then uh, I'm Blue Moon Podcast on Twitter. You can find me on that. Uh, I also have my own Twitter, David Mooney, because uh, I have no imagination and just stick my name on everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to listen to, to Blue Moon, that's you find it in all the usual uh, podcast apps and all that sort of stuff. Just have a, have a search for it. I also do the Athletics uh, City podcast, Why Always Us. And we've made a new sign into that this uh, this summer. It's me and the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Uh, but also they have a new football journalist in Manchester called Paul Bias, who is uh, Spanish and wonderful and uh, pronounces the B in the word plumbing. So um, it's, it's really, really funny. Whenever you get, you, you, every now and then he'll pop up with a, with a pronunciation that you go, oh, I didn't expect that, but it's quite funny. So uh, yeah, go and give that a listen as well. There we are. Amazing. Perfect. Pleasure as always. Alex. Always a good one. And there then, we go. Uh, and we're off, as yeah, they say in We Fulham. are off, actually. Yeah, this is the, yeah. Yes. Ball is rolling. <laughs> come, make sure you try, come try back. Try to sound a bit excited about it, lads. Come on. Yeah. Make sure. Right. <laughs> we, we got, we got 19 more of these to go. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> make sure you stick around, uh, listen to the next one, and uh, find us on social media. The buttons are somewhere if you click yeah. enough. Have know. a look around, you'll find them. Yeah. Have a, have a rummage. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Uh, we'll we'll see you soon. There we go. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Uh, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Take care.